Are you looking for a great tasting, healthy breakfast cereal? Developed by naturopath and nutritionist and my good mate, Damien Christoph, Forage Cereal is 100% gluten and oat-free, with no processed sugar, preservatives or additives, made with only the highest quality ingredients, and with a range of paleo, vegan and FODMAP-friendly muesli blends, Forage Cereal is bound to make breakfast your favourite meal of the day, if it wasn't already. Well, for a limited time, only for the Wellness Couch listeners, you get 20% off all online purchases over $50. That's right, 20% off off all online purchases over $50. Visit foragecereal.com and enter the code COUCH at the checkout and save. That's www.foragecereal.com and the code COUCH, C-O-U-C-H, at the checkout to save. TheWellnessCouch.com Streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favourite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by Kara Holderman. Now, I met Kara on her podcast show. She is a podcaster on a massive podcast called Low Carb Conversations, originally started by Jimmy Moore. Um, she's a Texas girl. She's only 21 years old. But when she started out, she was fed the standard American diet. As an infant, she had a persistent strep throat. Um, she had mono. She was taking all sorts of antibiotics. Her favorite foods were bread, mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and all things sugar. But as she got older, she started to have more and more problems. She had 30 ulcers in her small intestine. When we say older, she's only 21. So this all happened at a pretty young age. But she had to withdraw from social life, family life, and even college. At 19, she moved back home, saw doctor after doctor trying to find a result. And then she stumbled upon the paleo diet. Within three months and working with a naturopathic doctor, she was on the road to serious recovery. Now she's 21 and feeling better than ever. She loves educating people about nutrition and says that feeling sick is not not normal. She's now gone through the the Nutritional Therapy Association where she graduated just this year as a nutritional therapy practitioner and as we said, she's joined the Low Carb Conversations podcast. That's not a bad resume for a 21-year-old, Cara. Um, You're (laughs) off to a great start. Uh, Tell us a bit about this story. You know, tell us about how sick you were as a child. I mean, it seems like it started from a very young age. Oh, man. First of all, thanks for that awesome introduction. (laughs) Appreciate it. Yeah, this is my first time being a guest, as I said off air earlier on a podcast. I'm the host, one of the hosts of Low Carb Conversations that Dr. Brett Hill was talking about that Jimmy Moore kind of handed over to me. So this is really exciting. Thank you. But like you said, as a kid, I was really, really sick. We kind of joke around in my family now that I kind of just popped out of the womb sick because from very, very early, I was number one, not breastfed. I was fed a lot of formula and I could never keep it down. Constantly having digestive problems, always getting strep throat as a child, getting really, really high fevers. And then we moved into high school and I ended up getting just a gnarly case of mono. So severe. I was in and out of school for two years Like I could never really be in school for more than a month without getting sick. And that just completely 
wiped me out. And ever since I got mono, I never felt normal again. I never knew what it felt like to be energetic and just a normal 16-year-old girl. And it was crazy. And then I went off to college because I wanted to be a chemical engineer at first. So I went to a engineering college and I lived the normal college lifestyle, went out to eat, ate a lot of pizza, Olive Garden for you people in the United States that know what that is, a big Italian food chain. And I hung out with all my friends, but all of a sudden my life took a really big turn. My second semester into college, I woke up one day and I was super nauseated. I ate, I couldn't keep anything down. And that continued day after day after day. I just couldn't eat without feeling so nauseated. I eventually lost like 30 pounds from my start weight, which was probably around 130. So I weighed like 100 to 105 pounds. I couldn't take care of myself and I withdrew from school and I moved back home. So that's really... Um, that's the worst it really got for me. And I was just devastated because I had to give up on my dream of being a chemical engineer. I had to give up on being a normal 18, 19 year old girl. And I had to move back home and figure out just how to live, just how to survive. And I was desperate. I went to so many doctors, naturopaths, um, chiropractors, kinesiologists, and they've all really, they helped play a role in my health journey. But where my health took a turn, where I was just Googling different diets for stomach ulcers because I did have a endoscopy done and it revealed that I had 30 ulcers or more in my duodenum, which is like that little, yeah, it was crazy, that little tube that connects like your stomach to your small intestine. And that was just causing a lot of problems for me. So I Googled diets to help with ulcers, paleo came up and really the ball just rolled from there. Wow, so, uh, that's a, that's a whole lot of life that's happened in a pretty short space of time. You know, uh, it's is hard when you get to that sort of position in terms of your health. Um, and I guess you know, one of the things we see now is it, it's happening more and more often. It seems mm-hmm. there, there are so many young kids. So you know, you say the normal teenager, but you know, it's almost becoming quite normal for a teenager to be quite sick now. You know, the rates of chronic disease in our teenagers have skyrocketed. And so, um, you know, what were people saying to you around that? You know, were people saying to you, well, this is just you, you've just got to accept it or, um, you know, or there's not much you can do about it? You know, what sort of feedback were you getting from people around you and from the medical profession? Right. So, a lot, I've actually gotten the response because um, I couldn't keep any of my food down. People thought I was bulimic. Um, that I was making myself throw up. And that was devastating to hear from people. Doctors just threw like Nexium or those acid blocker drugs at me because they're like, oh, you have ulcers, you have an intense amount of stomach acid. That's your only problem. Just take these and you'll feel fine. And let me tell you, I took those and I felt worse. (laughs) So, so, so much worse because I really probably was deficient in stomach acid and I was eating poor food. So I just couldn't digest it. My parents, um, they didn't quite understand what I was doing. They thought it was really extreme, particularly my mom, but now she's totally on board with everything. Um, My friends, I lost a whole lot of friends because I had to move back home from college. And then I started this whole thing called health that was so weird to people my age. (laughs) And I lost a whole lot of friends. And people just thought I was kind of weird, a weird 19-year-old girl eating 
like no grains and only eating salad and soup. So I got a lot of backlash, you could say. So how did you deal with that? I mean, there is a lot of peer pressure and, you know, it is something that a lot of, I guess, particularly younger people, but also older people can really struggle with is the the peer pressure that comes with wanting to change your diet and wanting to change your health. Um, and, you know, at the same time, there is a, always a concern with younger people about uh, eating disorders, you know, and making sure that they do it in a healthy way. Um, mm-hmm. So. How did you, I guess, overcome the peer pressure? And then on the flip side, how did you make sure you were, in fact, doing it in a healthy way? So this, I'm glad you asked that because this is a topic I'm so passionate about because just because I discovered paleo and it helped me, it didn't mean that I never gave in to peer pressure or that I didn't do anything that was unhealthy. It actually took a couple years. I actually just turned 22, but when all this happened, I was 18 years old. And it's taken me from 18 to 22 to really figure out how to be healthy and how to eat in a healthful way. Sure, I was eating really good paleo sort of foods. But I was also from time to time jumping from diet to diet to diet and constantly wanting to like restrict more and more foods. And that kind of resulted in eating disorder like tendencies for me. And I think for people who are young like me and who are sick, they see so many diets like all over social media, all over the news and online. And that can be really dangerous because we just want to jump from diet to diet to diet. And it can really cause these orthorexia like tendencies Mm. for young people, especially for me. I know I'm serious. I've done it all. I've done paleo. I've done raw vegan. I have been extreme ketogenic, very, very low carb. I did autoimmune paleo. I've really tried everything out there. And then I got to this point where I was just like, what am I doing wrong? What is wrong with me? Like I barely eat anything now. I'm not happy. I still feel sick and I don't know what to do. And I'm afraid that other people that are my age in their 20s or younger will get to that point where they're so obsessed with their food because they're sick that they can't lead a normal life anymore. And I got to that point and I was tired of it. And it actually all comes back to your self-worth And realizing even though that you're young and we've been programmed as young people by our teachers and our parents of who we should be, but it's about realizing your self-worth and who you really are and that you are important at that you're worth health so you can figure out your health for yourself and do it in a way where you're not hurting yourself. It takes a long time to get to that point. I still don't think I'm fully there, but I really feel like I'm on the right track. Yeah, I think that's the key. I really think you've hit the nail right on the head there that when you're doing it because you love yourself and you're doing it because you love your body and you want to nourish your body, then you're generally going to, you know, you're going to be on the right track and then you're going to be kind to yourself and you're going to, you know, eat the right stuff when you need to and give yourself a bit of leeway when you need to, you know, but you're going to do it for yourself with love for yourself. And I think that's really the key to doing it right because if you're doing it because you're punishing yourself or wanting to fix yourself or wanting to deny yourself, then that's where you get in trouble, I think. No, I completely and totally agree because there was a point, I'm a really big advocate of ketogenic diets, low-carb, high-fat, paleo diets, but 
there was a point I went on a ketogenic diet for my health and I lost a lot of weight and that was the best that I'd ever looked. And this was just like a year ago. That was the best I'd ever, ever looked, but I did not feel very good because I wasn't doing keto properly. I I wasn't eating enough food essentially, Mm. but And then I went off of the ketogenic diet. I ate more food. I ate more carbohydrates. I gained weight. And then I wasn't happy with how I looked. And I immediately wanted to jump back to restricting my food, restricting my carbohydrates, and just eating like only fat, going on fat fast, like egg fast. And I had to take a step back and be like, whoa, this is not self-love. This is not helping me. I'm doing this because I want an image. And I feel like so many people my age are doing that, jumping on juice cleanses or jumping on the ketogenic diet or just doing harmful type diets for an image. Because, I mean, that's completely normal for 20-year-old girls and women. But I really want to see that kind of end (laughs) because in the long run, it's just going to hurt our metabolism and um, can actually cause some autoimmune disorders jumping from diet to diet and causing gut damage as well. And I know that that has happened for me severely. I'm still dealing with gut issues that I have to improve. But like I said, I've come a really long way. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, it's it's a constant evolution, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, the fact you've got it as figured out as you have at 22 is an absolute credit to you because, you know, I'm in my late 30s now and I'm still trying to figure it out, you know. <laughs> it, it's a constant process of change and evolution and trying different things and playing with different things and, you know, figuring out what works and what doesn't. You know, I know for me, you know, I've tried going much lower carb and, and as you said, I, I did lose a little bit more weight. You know, I had the six-pack abs kind of thing going on but but I wasn't as happy and I wasn't as energetic and I didn't feel like I could perform as well in my sort of higher intensity exercise and so once again because I was doing it because I love myself and I wanted you know the best for myself and for my body I went well you know what that's that's good but you know six-pack abs aren't the whole lot you know they're not the whole my whole life there's other things that are more important than that and so I you know I started giving myself a little bit more leeway again and and once again it's about being kind to yourself which I think is so important so it's not just the you know the 21 year olds or the 19 year olds who go through this it's really people of all ages nowadays and males and females which i think is really important for people to remember mm-hmm. yeah that's very true everyone i guess i'm 20 and i i like i was telling you i feel like everyone is 20 i don't know why <laughs> but everybody goes through these same exact things but i feel like i am kind of a voice for the younger generation because I want people to know that it's not cool to trash your body, Mm. especially in your younger years. It's not cool. I know it may be advertised that eating, like going out and drinking on the weekends all the time and then eating fast food and getting donuts with your friends is like cool. You see that on social media all the time, but it's not cool because that's how I ended up in that place where I was. And um, so many people now contact me over social media because they're having problems. And I hate seeing that. Like (laughs) It breaks my heart seeing people come to me saying that they're all having all these digestive problems and they need my help. And it breaks my heart because they were my friends. And it's just not cool to trash your body. And like I said, going out and drinking all the time on the weekends 
or having poor health and poor habits actually reveal poor self-worth and poor self-love. And I want people to realize that they are really worth health. I mean, our bodies, we were designed to feel amazing. And if we're not living up to that potential, it it really indicates an issue of self-worth. So um, that's really my mission is to help younger people realize that being healthy is actually cool because you will thank yourself later on down the road. Yeah, I like that. And I think, you know, it is partly, I think, a self-worth issue, but I think it's also an issue sometimes with younger people that they don't even, they're not even sure what healthy is. You know, people like yourself who are unhealthy from such a young age, they don't actually realize how good it can be. And so, you know, Mm. you can have all the self-love in the world, but you might still choose to go out and party because that's really fun because you might not even know what the flip side of that is. You know, you might not know how good you could feel, how clear your mind could be, how much happier you could be if you're actually just looking after your health a little bit better as well. And and it doesn't mean you can't go out and dance till three in the morning. It just means that, you know, you do it slightly differently. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree completely. I know for me, that was my issue was I was not treating myself well because I had a low sense of self-worth. But there's also just that population of people that don't understand what health really is. And like you said, they don't know how great they can feel because we weren't really taught what real health and what that looks like. And we weren't really taught what foods are like inflammatory for our bodies and can cause things like leaky gut and autoimmune disorders. And uh, we weren't taught that in school whatsoever. I've been through a lot of schools. I've been to like four different colleges, which is crazy. And I was never once taught any of these things until I got into the Nutritional Therapy Association. And that pretty much changed my whole view on food. Yeah. And sometimes it's not until you get better. Um and then often, even then, it's not until you have a bit of like maybe a weekend off <laughs> that you really notice the difference. <laughs> you know, like I had it recently. I went to a wedding in Melbourne and, uh, you know, probably drunk more than I usually would and ate some stuff that I usually wouldn't and didn't sleep as much as I usually would and, yeah. you know, and came home just feeling sick and, you know, I was tired and I got run down and up getting a, like a bit of a cold and I was like, oh, far out. That's all right. That's, you know, and, and it's good to do that sometimes because it's just this little reminder. But so often for people, it's not until they actually get better and realize how good it can be and even then sometimes until they get worse again and, and, and sort of can actually see the difference that they realize just how much difference there is when you look after yourself. Totally. And I'm not saying you can never go out and like like you said, have a couple drinks or drink a little too much and have fun. Like It's okay to do those things, especially if you don't have any like outstanding autoimmune conditions like I was talking about like it's okay to let loose and have fun but like you said um I definitely can attest to that if you have too much to drink and you don't feel good and then a week later you're like oh wow this is what it feels like to have (laughs) energy and to go to the gym and work out but I feel like so many young people they're so caught up in a party lifestyle, or maybe it's like where I live or the culture that I'm from, but they're very caught up in partying nowadays and going out to clubs and bars all the time. And I can just see their health kind of deteriorating like before my eyes, so to speak. And I just wish they knew how good that they could feel if they didn't do this all the time and they didn't um, eat so poorly and drink a lot. But, you know, everyone 
evolves at their own rate too. So you can't force anybody to change, but you know, I'll be here if they want any help. (laughs) And so for those people, Cara, let's give them a bit of an idea of what I guess a day in the life of Cara looks like. Like what, what's your life like now in terms of food and mindset, nutrition and those sort of things, but also What's it like when you do want to go out and party or let loose? You know, what do you do for fun now as well? Cool. So this has changed a lot over the past couple of years for me because, like I said, I was always bouncing around from diet to diet to diet, trying new things as any nutritionist would really. But the day in the life of me, I just eat real whole paleo-centered foods now. I wake up, I drink a matcha latte, and with matcha and some coconut milk or almond milk, I eat eggs, some organic sausage, and vegetables, and I really go about my day. I have like three jobs. <laughs> I do this podcast. Um, I am a nutritionist for a functional medicine doctor, and I work with my mom. So I'm a normal working young adult, and I just eat real whole foods that are balanced in protein, fat, and a bunch of veggies. And when I want to go out, I actually recently quit drinking because I noticed that whenever I would drink, I'd wake up the next morning and I would feel swollen, really swollen. My mood would be changed. I almost felt depressed the next day. And it actually took me a year of like heavily drinking to figure out, wow, I don't want to be like this anymore. (laughs) And so I recently decided this isn't the best choice for me right now. Maybe later when I have some more healing happening in my body because I feel like maybe there's a gut problem that goes with that in the drinking and the swelling and the mood uh, mood issues. So I really try to listen to my body and I act on that and I make the steps to improve every single day. If I notice that a certain food causes me digestive upset, I make note of it. I keep track of everything and I really, really listen and try to be intuitive about what I'm doing. That doesn't mean I don't have fun ever. It was my boyfriend's birthday last night and we all went to Um, Some of our family went to a sushi restaurant and everyone was drinking and I wasn't and I was just drinking sparkling water with lime and I was having a really great time. I don't think anymore that you need alcohol to have fun, but it sure does help, (laughs) so to speak. (laughs) It's so fun. And I think that if you are going to drink, though, I do have some recommendations on my blog. I posted all about like how to beat your hangover, some hangover hacks And the best drinks are really just clear, pure liquors like 100% tequila or um, a potato vodka and like soda or tonic with citrus like lime, grapefruit, lemon because you're going to prevent all those blood sugar, crazy blood sugar spikes over the course of your night and making sure you like eat before you go drinking because that can be really harmful on your gut. And then there are also some supplement recommendations, making sure you replenish with essential minerals at the end of the night, like magnesium and potassium, also incorporating some B vitamins at the end of your night. And I like to drink some collagen protein too, just to make sure that my intestines are happy. So those are just some like practical tips. I If I know I'm going to be doing something that doesn't necessarily isn't the best for me, I always try to combat it with some other supplements and like functional foods. 
Nice. I love that. I'm going to re- I'm going to play that back and listen to that a couple <laughs> of times because I, I did very similar to you, Cara. I actually had eight years without drinking. Um, oh, cool. And so I, for exactly the same reasons, I just felt so much better. I saved so much money. I was like, you know, and I realized that I could go out and, and I like to dance. And so I realized I could go out and dance till three in the morning totally sober and I was totally okay with that because everyone else was so drunk they didn't know anyway <laughs> exactly. so, but but I have now come back in and started drinking a little bit and as you said you know things like uh, well I started I was drinking gin and tonic and then I actually realized I started doing some research and realized how much sugar there actually is in tonic water which I assumed there was like oh, wait, no what? sugar in tonic water but there's actually quite a bit of sugar in tonic water no you're is, blowing my mind seriously you have to check it out so I started doing soda water instead of tonic water and so I do the, I, that's what I'll often drink now is gin some soda and a little bit of lemon or lime. So you have to you have to Google. It. I'll send you a link. I was really surprised. Oh my gosh, you just reminded me of something. So a month ago, I was out for a drink and I got a gin and tonic. And I honestly, I don't really drink tonic at all. I thought it was like club soda, and I drank it. And I was like, there has to be sugar in here. This tastes so sweet. Why is it so sweet? And the bartender was like. No, it's just gin and tonic. I didn't put any sugar in here. So now I understand. Oh my well, gosh, I've, you just I've blew just, my I've mind. I've just Googled tonic water and it's nine grams of sugar per hundred grams. No. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. A lot, right? If you're I guess, man, if you're gonna drink, stay away from tonic and just go for <laughs> club soda too. Or wine. That works too. So you've mentioned your blog. Um what made you decide to start your blog? Right. So I was in school for a really long time, um, bouncing in and out of school. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I still honestly don't know what I want to do, but um, <laughs> Plenty of time. I, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and I realized that the one thing I just really keep gravitating towards is food, nutrition, and health. And people kept asking me over social media for recipes or advice, and I had nowhere to lead them to. So I thought, okay, sure, I'll just start this blog. Why not? And um, so I just have a couple recipes up there, a couple articles. And right now, I'm honestly so busy. I haven't had very much time to post to it, but I will be later on during the summer, and I'll probably be starting a YouTube channel because I feel like I do better with my words rather than writing. Nice. Nice. And so let's talk about low-carb conversations because this is pretty cool. I mean, this is a massive deal. Jimmy Moore's podcasts are huge. Um, He's recorded like thousands of podcasts now and he has such a huge following. So to be able to come on board for something like low-carb conversations is incredible. Tell us a little bit how it happened. Yeah, I feel so blessed and thankful for Jimmy Moore for giving me this opportunity. Me and my co-host. Like he's He's such a ridiculously nice guy. He really is. I want to tell like a quick story. I emailed him just a quick question. I was like, hey, can I ask you a question about the podcast and podcasting? And he was like, sure, what's your number? And he just like called me and we were on the phone for an hour. And I was like, wow, you are the coolest dude ever, pretty much. But um, I'm so thankful for him because I saw on social media one day, I'm a big fan of his, read all of his books, and I love the ketogenic way of eating. And I saw on Instagram, he said, hey, anyone want to be a podcaster? I'm giving up one of my podcasts. I want the tradition to go on, but I don't have time for it anymore. Message me or email me if you're interested. And I, in the back of my mind, there's something just telling me you should email him, email him, do it. But 
I was too scared. It took me like a couple hours and I finally came back to it and was like, okay, I'm going to email him. And I did. He asked me for a voice sample and then I didn't hear back from him for about a week, week and a half. And tell us what your voice sample was because you said what it was off air. Oh, it was. I was just like, hey, I'm Kara Halderman. I live in Austin, Texas. Like, it was the worst voice sample <laughs> I've ever, ever sent. And <laughs> I just sounded so dumb. But somehow he saw something in me and he was like, I like you. And then I didn't hear from him for one and a half weeks. And he just emailed me out of the blue a couple weeks later and was like, congratulations, you are now the co-host of Low Carb Conversations. And I literally rocked my world, has changed my whole life. Now my co-host, Leah Williamson, and I do that together. She's amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. I didn't realize how big of a deal she was. If you guys don't know who she is, like she's a rock star human being. (laughs) She's like a mom of two and she lives you guys live in the same part of Australia? No. No, she's up in Queensland and I'm down in Adelaide. Okay. Okay. I'm not familiar with Australia very much. But Do you know that Adelaide is actually Austin, Texas's sister city? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I need a visit then. Yeah, you're going to have to come. You can come stay. I really do. Everyone keeps saying that. You need to come to Australia. And I'm like, yes, but it is $1,000 to get there. We've got a a new house in the Adelaide Hills. You can come stay with us. We literally drove down my road yesterday and about 20 meters down the road, there was a koala sitting in a tree. No, I'm taking you up on that offer (laughs) then because that sounds amazing. But yeah, Leah Williamson is an amazing person. We had you on our show just like a month or so ago, and it's been an absolute surreal experience. We both felt like we didn't know really what we were doing. We just kind of jumped into this, but I've really met some absolutely amazing health practitioners, bloggers, nutritionists, like you name it. We just talked to Rob Wolf the other week, and that was like a dream of mine. We talked to Nora. <laughs> it was crazy. Nora Gedgaudis. We've talked to tons and tons of people and my life is just changing and shifting because of this opportunity. And I'm now being able to do what I really love, which is spreading this passion of health and of food and really of cooking too, because I'm obsessed with food and cooking to other people, to young people, to really anyone who wants to listen. Yeah, it's so cool. You guys are doing a great job. So I'll, I'll give everyone a little plug. So Low Carb Conversations is a health podcast unlike any other you've ever heard before. <laughs> it's a show that airs on Fridays and takes a critical look at all the latest health headlines and features personal commentary from people who comprise the low carb and paleo communities. These special guest friends help round out a panel of opinion makers who share thought-provoking insights and analysis on the news of the day through the lens of healthy, low-carb living. There you go. That was straight off your website. I just stole the plugs. Everyone knows. Yeah, but, but definitely check you. it out. It's really cool. I love the combination of you and Leah because you're both just beautiful people, but you're you know totally different in you know, live in different countries, different accents, different age demographics. You know the whole works. So you know coming from a di- totally you know someone a mum of two kids and then a you know twenty two year old so it's really cool to have that kind of balance on the show and uh, and just to have some really cool different perspectives which i think really works great for such a you know a, a conversation show like it is well thank you yeah we try really hard and we are so different like you said she's a mom and i'm just a 22 year old girl trying to figure out life pretty much so i'm over here being like trendy and young and <laughs> we're just so opposite and it's hilarious, but we talk about like the latest health headlines and that's really awesome because 
there's so much misinformation out yeah. there in the media and online. And we talk about these crazy articles. Like I think next week our article is saying that low carb diets are like making you stupid. That's the article <laughs> that were, yeah. And as we all, or not all of us, but as most of us know that low carb diets won't make you stupid when they're done correctly. But these are the types of things that are out there and we're pretty much debunking all of these articles out there. And I think Jimmy did an awesome job with the idea for the show, for sure. Yeah. Imagine feeding fat to a brain that's 80% fat. That sounds like a really bad idea, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really radical. Really, <laughs> really so dangerous. Um, Cara, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board the show today. Um, people are going to want to find out more about you. So, they, they can obviously head to your blog, which is Cara about it.com so it's k-a-r-a-b-o-u-t-i-t.com or they can check out lowcarbconversations.com or check out the podcast on itunes and uh and and listen into all these amazing uh interviews and conversations that you're having um they can find you on facebook at cara holderman um on instagram cara underscore about it and twitter cura k-u-r-r-a underscore jane so it's okay. Go. I don't use my Twitter no, me <laughs> ever. I, I quit Twitter. I was over it. There's too many trolls on Twitter. I just was like, done. Anyway. Oh, I agree. Thank you so much for coming on board. I look forward to coming, you coming down to Adelaide and uh, checking out Australia and joining us. We'll organize a talk for you down here. It'll be good fun. Um, for everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.